Yer, yer, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the ad libs. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> Y'all remember how this goes? We say what it do and what it is. This is the Sensei Said So Show. I am your Sensei Vio Sensei, 36 Dread Kage at a music clan, the 10th tribe of Wakanda, and look at me, I am your king. <laughs> and y'all already know who it is. It's Shadow the Go Tooth Villain, leader of the Water Nation, the Zion Panther. And we back, and we back again to bless y'all. I know we've been gone a minute, but we glad that y'all waited patiently for us to return. Normally, in this moment, we would have said something like, It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. But let's be real. It's been a long time, and we had to leave you. Because <laughs> COVID had a step in, step two, step two to COVID. But it couldn't keep us down for too long. And we are back. We are back. And not only are we back, we're better than we ever have. Because we've learned, we've taken the time, we've taken the silence, we've taken all that neutral gin, all my Avatar fans know what we're talking about, because it's the number <laughs> one show on Netflix, We shout out to King Boomy, we took that neutral gin, version of this week. and now we're ready to move, shout out how you feeling about everything that's gone on. With, with, with Netflix and Avatar, or the world? No, the world. <laughs> <laughs> you already know how I feel about it. Any chance I get to go out there and protest, I'm out there protesting. So, I mean, the, the, what's going on is crazy, but I'm having a great time. I'm, I'm having a, on social media. I'm having a great time. You've been I'm active. watching it right now. <laughs> You've been very, very active, and me and you have been active, and we've been active in the scene for a long time. But as everybody probably has felt, a lot of scenes and a lot of places, all the bandwagoners. All the people were, that weren't in it for the love, all the people who didn't have a why are now gone. And what's left are the people who are really, truly about this art, about this content, and really about helping people move forward. So here at the Sensei, so, Sensei Said So show, you know we've always been about that. So what we decided to do as we are coming back, and like I mentioned that we're coming back better, we are transitioning from... The little podcast that could to essential goddamn workers. (laughs) (laughs) And as such, we're going to bring on some essential voices that are going to be joining us on the Sensei Said So show to give their perspective, to give their POV. Because, you know, with everything going on, you might need four senseis in your life. At least. You need a sensei for civil unrest. You need a sensei for the trauma and PTSD. You need a a mental health sensei, a medical sensei, and then an everyday life sensei. There you go. So you can figure out which sensei is going to be that. But me and Shadow don't know the Shadow Clone Jutsu yet. So what we decided to do is we decided to bring on some talented individuals. People that you've already heard on the show before, so you're comfortable with them. And now they are going to help guide you Genins in your life. So the first person I want to introduce on the microphone next to me is Terry Burden. The Birdman. You remember that? We gave him that nickname. You forgot to bring in his whole... What happened to that boy? <laughs> Did I forget or was I setting you up? <laughs> Chris Paul. Well, I can tell you that uh, it's been a long time since I've been called Birdman. But uh, 
pretty much my whole life uh, was my nickname. So the fact that that you guys came with that naturally, I mean, I never introduced myself as that, but uh, there's there's something beautiful about the fact that uh, that, that y'all <laughs> came with that. It's great to be here. Uh, uh, I feel very fortunate. There it is. All right. with you guys um I, i've been a fan of the podcast i've been fortunate to uh to guest with you guys and going forward especially in this incredibly uh important truly important time a time of transition and a time of increased awareness for all of us uh i feel like this is a a, a beautiful place to land and uh i just am completely certain that we are going to uh, go to some good and important places, both because of the things that we have in common and also the diversity of our backgrounds and our life experiences. And so, uh, VO, Shadow, I say to you fellows, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. You're, yep. <laughs> and it's great to have you. And then Thanks, on the other mic, Another person who's been on the show twice. Mm -hmm. Twice. So you should be very familiar. <laughs> I remember doing my first show as a solo artist. And on the bill, I was like, who is this <laughs> Zach Ivy guy? What's up, everybody? And I remember that's who that. he is. I remember <laughs> that. Yo, I was actually just barely going to bring that up. VO came sure. in with a whole camera crew and entourage behind him. And I was thinking... Who's this? <laughs> he got the squad behind him. He's got cameras, lights, everything. And we were uh, in the venue. I, rem I remember that show, man. Like, it was yesterday. What's up, What's up, everybody? Thanks for, uh, you know, having me on. And uh, it it's cool to be back. You know, it's cool to be back and officially back. I'm glad you're here. I've we're loved what you guys have been doing. You know what I'm saying? And it's cool to just jump in and, you know, play my part. Awesome, and thank you for throwing combos in your backyard because I have been working on my straight left jab, bobbing <laughs> weave. Is that right? Hands really <laughs> suck. I'll fight a man. Yeah. You go, yeah, well, so we going to get a celebrity-friendly exhibition. Nope. Sensei versus Ivy. Listen, I'll take bets in Hollywood. For he is a sensei teaching people how to fight, and I am doing prison workouts in my basement <laughs> due to COVID. <laughs> Those are the best workouts. Them. Those are the best workouts. But I really do appreciate you guys having uh, – I appreciate you guys being on, sharing your time with us, sharing your time with our listeners because I feel like this journey, they are going to benefit from hearing your guys' perspectives, especially with all the feedback that I've been getting while I've been gone. It's interesting that more conversations about the podcast have happened since the podcast took a small quarantine – than when we were active, but it really let me know how much you guys care, how much you guys are interested. I think my favorite comments are when people go, hey, I love your podcast. I disagree with everything you guys have to say, but it's interesting <laughs> to hear someone that doesn't think the way everyone in my bubble thinks. Good. So Good. we decided that we want to just add more bubbles, add more people, make this bubble bigger and bring all of you guys in so you can hear different perspectives across the, 
different demographics to be yeah. honest mm-hmm. we all have a different way of life <laughs> completely it's like the man view <laughs> the, the man view the mew the mew <laughs> okay you might be on the song shadow so let's talk a little bit about what's changed since we've been gone because you remember we were a society in hip-hop culture and we'll always be that because society in hip-hop culture is going crazy mm-hmm. right now and what we need to do is we need to add a little bit more substance to society and hip-hop culture. Right. What have you seen, Shadow? I'll turn it over to you. Of the people that would be listeners, of the society and the hip-hop culture, what do you feel have people been lacking since the quarantines? What have you seen? People been lacking since the, since the quarantines. I'm, 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 <laughs> yep, quarantines. If people can call it Valentine's Day, I'll call it the quarantines. <laughs> quarantines. <laughs> I feel like people have been lacking awareness. I feel like people have been lacking due diligence. You know, I feel I feel like this is a time where people are now more paranoid than ever, so now they're giving into their 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 paranoid super uh what's it called? superstitions, mm. you know. So if there's something normally that they think twice about believing, that it's usually in their nature. Now they're just going to full on believe it because they don't know what to believe right now. Because you hear about conspiracies about COVID and then you hear about people actually catching COVID. If there's statistically people catching COVID, then there shouldn't be a conspiracy about COVID not being real. They're, 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 that logically, scientifically can't be hand in hand. If, if one's proven, one can't be a conspiracy. But that's what's right. going on right now. And because of that, I feel like where we're in this mass state of panic, so it's anything goes. Everything is fake news. It's the you wild know? West. So you get yes, yeah, the it's the wild west of of social media right now. Now you don't know what to believe because believing something could mean you're a racist. You, yeah, it could mean you're racist, or it could mean you dying. You, know I mean? yeah. you believe in COVID, you gonna die from COVID. You right. believe in racism, you, gonna kill you your might grandma. be a racist. Yeah, <laughs> it could get real out here. So people are just not ready to really self-indulge and, and, and perceive themselves and dig dig down deep to get to the root of are they this or are they that of what they're afraid of. Right. And a lot of people have really hit their rock bottom during COVID. One person that I've seen on social media that hasn't hit their rock bottom is Ivy. During this time, it really seems like you've been thriving and elevating. So once we come back from a break, I want to talk a little bit about what you've been doing. And I want you to share some of the tricks and the things that you've done to keep your mental right. Because I see you setting up your speakers in the backyard, getting ready for concerts and stuff like that. And I really want to talk to you about that. So welcome back to the Sensei Said So Show. As you can see, we're taking a direction towards what you need us to be, not what you want us to be. So hang tight. We'll be right back, and we're going to continue the conversation. Yorig. Make sure y'all pop them vitamins. Yeah. I know pressure make diamonds, diamonds. I know diamonds ain't cheap, ain't cheap, no. I know wasting time is my name, my name. So how you ever go to sleep, go to sleep I know pressure make diamonds, diamonds I know diamonds ain't cheap Yeah I know wasting time is my name So how you ever go okay. to sleep Every day when I wake up 
Time for me to try to find myself Must I remind myself You could have it all but only time will tell What if I don't sell I don't blow fuck I don't care Anything is everything in my heart and my eyes It's my life so might as well enjoy the ride a bit, ride a bit. Life is funny isn't it We were only children Stuck inside the world They provide the world We were pushing limits Like you knew the difference Lust was your conviction Touching on the sentence Like the pen was intimately in it For the friendship Who the fuck you kidding Talk to me like that Bark at me like that Hard to be like that When all you see is black and white And all the finer things in life And what's the price of being nice Up on the scene like that Why they even rap What's the dream you had What's the dream I know pressure make diamonds I know diamonds ain't cheap Ain't cheap, no I know wasting time is money So how you ever go to sleep, go to sleep See, I no pressure make diamonds, diamonds I know diamonds ain't cheap, ain't cheap, no I know wasting time is money, money So how you ever go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep How you ever go to sleep, go to sleep, my God, my God Yeah, going inside to fight now Crazy how it all turned out Life happened, sales cast, winds blew And now they try to burn it down And that old me is dead and gone away 27 years strong today Honestly, I never thought that all the problems faced Would be the ones that belong today So don't conversate with me, no We don't even need to go there The value that lay in those I hold close Is the only reason I go here I want everything This is for the hate you give You ain't looking deep enough At all of the mistakes you hit Inside your dark and vacant soul Take control, don't play the game It ain't for long, ain't pushing on no antelope This ain't here to save you sober I know pressure make diamonds, diamonds I know diamonds ain't cheap, ain't cheap, no I know wasting time is money, money So how you ever go to sleep, go to sleep I know pressure make diamonds, diamonds I know diamonds ain't cheap, ain't cheap, no I know wasting time is money, money So how you ever go to sleep, go to sleep Welcome back Welcome back, Welcome back. to the Sensei Said So Show. I'm your Sensei, Vio Sensei. The person singing jingles in the background with a homemade rap is Shadow Nation. Shadow, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Y'all stay tuned for my Christmas tunes. Mm. <laughs> love it. I freaking love it. So the song that you guys just heard was Pressure. That was Pressure by Zach Ivey off his latest project, Wish Kid. And pressure is really what COVID and everything that's been going on has put onto people. But somehow with all that pressure, Ivy's kept a cool head, stay out of the news headlines and show all these other rappers it's bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) So give us a window into your life. How have things been? You married, you're a homeowner, you're living the American dream when other people are panicking. Yeah, uh, still semi-panicked in the beginning, I won't lie, you know. both both careers stopping obviously with just music stopping you know concerts stopping i shouldn't say music stopping but you know i just i just found other ways to kind of like dive back into the community and uh you know we with the whole home workout thing that was just because i couldn't kickbox at the studio that goes down all gyms i feel you and so you know you just had to maneuver and work with what you had and so 
having a cool partner that was that was probably the biggest thing that kept me you know cool through the whole thing is just having somebody there right next to me that was just cool just as you know in it with me and somebody to talk to you know what what were some what what were some some concerns that that you were feeling at the time you know being being as we know we're we're full-time artists and we do this as a profession so literally our our life source getting taken away how was Oh man! Uh, yeah, how was it? What were some oh, thoughts <laughs> and feelings that you went through that, that I'm you sure know, we all went through? It, it was <laughs> it, it was basically a world crashing down where you know having two to three shows every month became zero shows, where future two week tours along the West Coast were completely canceled, and you know I just had to take my way. Uh, I had to take that and filter it into into doing something, right? Like I wasn't just gonna sit on my ass all day. There was there was no toilet paper in the stores. People were fighting over toilet paper rolls, right? And like I wasn't gonna be that. And so, you know, we stocked up. I realized that we didn't have half the shit that we probably thought we needed. <laughs> <laughs> so we we stocked up on some groceries and then we just kicked it. You know, we just sat at home and kind of watched the world through windows and 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 through social media and watched it go crazy and watched it kind of bounce back and watched you know wild stories and then all of a sudden you watch beautiful stories and you know you got to have one and you can't have one without the other is basically how i see it you you have the ugliness you have the beautiful and we got to sift through and see that the beautiful is you know a little bit better and so you know i dove back into poetry i dove back into like like helping writing workshops in like high schools okay with like like the latino community and Copper Hills and all that stuff. And so I got to do a lot of cool things with Utah Humanities and my, my buddy. But, like, that's what kept me going is just, like, Good. you know, helping people out. So it's And that's so great to hear that helping others is what got you through. Yeah. Because what we're trying to transition to the show. Because one of the things that I loved about doing the show, and I know that you guys loved listening to the show, is we're all helping each other. This is therapy for me. This is therapy for y'all. This is therapy for all of us. Yep. So I'm glad that you found your own way to give back, help others, and in turn, that helped you. So you talked about the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, and... America right now, I mean, you kind of described America and everything that's going on. It's ugly, but at the same time, it's freaking beautiful. Oh, yes. Agreed. So we have a lot going on. If you don't know what's going on, we don't have time to get you caught up to speed, but you're not doing your American due diligence, (laughs) like Shadow said earlier, about keeping up to date. So for the OG guests, because they know we've talked police reform, a lot of the ideas that are circulating right now have been ideas that we talked about on season one of the mm-hmm. Sensei Said So show. Talk about it. So they've heard from Shadow. They've heard from me. They've heard the segment, if you were president, what changes you would make. Who they might have not heard from is Terry the Birdman. Brr, what happened to that boy? Brr. What's up, y'all? And what he thinks about what's going on. There's a lot of things when I say what's going on. So what I want to focus on right now are the public servants. I want to talk about the policia who have forgotten, I guess, what they're supposed to be doing, but they're actually staying true to form at the same time. So it's a weird duality. So 2020 comes around, and all of a sudden, Terry Burden's name just gets written on every ballot, and you become president. What are your thoughts on the police? What would be your solutions for fixing them? How would you address the people, Terry? 
Well, I think that uh, in this time of uh, amplification of divisiveness, that uh, when I put my hand on that Bible, I will be thinking firmly about messaging, first and foremost, um, to communicate with people, to communicate to people. I think one of the things that's incredibly important uh, in the process of leadership is to realize that, uh, of course, any human being is uh, obligated to listen very carefully. But there are those in uh, our organized society who have a pulpit, who have a stage, whether you be, uh, we be performers or public servants, uh, religious leaders. There are those of us who have uh, the opportunity through the presence of a microphone and an elevated stage to shape uh, not just public opinion in the sense of what people talk about, but uh, what people think, and this is this is very important to me, uh, what people are thinking when it's quiet, when they're not in conversation. And so first and foremost for me, after taking the oath of office, uh, I, I would feel, I will feel strongly. Nah, I'm not running for nothing. Um, <laughs> I but, vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate your vote, but... Save it for somebody who really matters, who's, who's going to stand up and run. I think that, that the opportunity that a leader, many leaders, but uh, you know, a president has is to shape the thoughts of people in ways that are unifying, that are thoughtfully not divisive. We are one people. We are one nation, and it's always been said, as long as I can remember, that our diversity is our strength, and yet, through that diversity, we come back to the realization that we are one, and uh, American exceptionalism, as the phrase is often used, that uh, countries around the world will point to the United States and say in all seriousness, will say, those Americans, they feel pretty special to themselves. And it truly is one of the reasons that we are world leaders as a nation. And uh, the care or the carelessness that can take place when you think clearly and sensitively or don't before you get in front of the microphone is uh, an incredible moment to truly hold the nation in your hands and to bring positivity and to bring maturity. And this is a, a word that I've been thinking a lot about uh, in my own life as I am <laughs> endeavoring to improve myself uh, more earnestly than perhaps I have in uh, the recent past, but I think as a nation, in some ways, and you know, I, uh, I'm not the critic. That's 
that's just not my personality, and yet I have the capacity for critical thought. And I feel as though, uh, both with respect to uh, our health crisis that is worldwide, but uh, on our shores is still a very serious life or death issue, and likewise a life or death issue of our relation to our fellow citizens considering and regardless of where we come from, what our backgrounds are, what the color of our skin is, all of these things are hugely impacted by the message that goes out from those who are very carefully listened to. And so uh, to wrap up my soliloquy, uh, I would say that um, being, uh, what's, what's the word I want to use, almost methodical about unity and positivity uh, it, with respect to both of these major uh, tranches of, of subject matter that are before us now, um, is absolutely crucial, and that doesn't that doesn't mean uh, being unrealistic or uh, being uh, lighthearted in a time. You know, Vince was saying before we came on that that a lot of folks uh, who are lighthearted on uh, social media, and look, we we all need court jesters, we all need a, a clown, and we need right. a laugh. But uh, those things are all, uh, uh, as the old 60s song goes, uh, for every season. And now this is not the season. This is not the season. season. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I think, um, I mean, that's, that's the philosophy that I would take to it. And like I say, it doesn't mean being unrealistic. Um, there are hard conversations to have. One of the things I'm really most excited about the timing of, of being here and, and being with all of you is that um, this is a, an environment, um, what did you call it, uh, the, the man, men's view? The mew. The mew. The mew. <laughs> <laughs> we, are the, we are the men's view here at the Sensei Said So podcast. And uh, I think that... that the importance of the conversations that we are going to be having are that much more important because of uh, the safety that we create for one another in having open conversations, talking about our respective experiences, and uh, always listening openly. And uh, so it, that's that's my posture uh, as I prepare to put my hand on the Bible and take the oath of office. And I love that position because a word that you kept coming back to is unity and the togetherness that we want to bring. So when we come back from our break, I'm going to go to Shadow because historically you know a lot of what's going on that a lot of people don't. And I want you to kind of explain to people where the unity got lost and why we found ourselves in the position that we're in because President Terry is going to put things back together. But in order for us to put things back together, we have to figure out where we've been. So we're going to have that difficult conversation after a musical break. So please go to the bathroom, eat your vitamins. We don't double cup anymore. It's vitamins in 2020. <laughs> we double pop. Double pop. And that's the Sensei Said So Show. Yeah. I'm a nigga do the most. Shout out to 
it then it goes. I know he's coming from the road, then I want the smoke, leave his mama too. Then I'm back on the road, got behind it a show. Young and live by the cold, I'm an in and out the ghost. I'm a nigga do the most. Shout out, say it then it goes. Now he's coming from the road, then I want the smoke, leave his mama too. Boy, I was down the run for cop noise. They might hit you with that Glock toy. Let me get back in my bag. You want the feet, you need the cash. Unless you mama, we gon' tax. I feel this shit up from the grass. She ain't got no talent but that ass. And when I hit it, I'ma spend. I don't think you really understand how much money you could bring to dad. If you really wanna make it out the mud, go home and pack a bag. I'm like Diddy all up in my city, know the hate that's Sensei said so show. Zach Ivy. Vio Sensei. Yerp. My name is Terry Burden, and I'm going to kick it over to a fellow who we're going to talk about some important continuances after having heard his music, Black Casper. Go to musicland.com for all of the music of Shadow Nation. Shadow Nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Front page man. <laughs> <laughs> News guy. Deseret. Yes. So, it's interesting. You've been at protests. I've been at protests. We have not seemed to have been at the same protest. <laughs> Shout out to Salt Lake for having so many protests that, that two we... friends and business uh, partners cannot seem to be at the same protest. That's how active we have been. Yes interesting and that's what ivy was talking about early earlier that there's a lot of ugly things going on but there's a lot of beautiful things as well the ugly things are what put us in this position where even though we are on the streets fighting on the front lines it's beautiful to see all different 
creeds and colors. And by all different, I mean a bunch of white girls. <laughs> yo, yo, can I just and, and just for the record, like just to chime in and so I can get everyone's opinion to see if we're all on the same page. The white woman shitting on the burned cop car. Was that under the beautiful or ugly part of this? Beautiful. <laughs> all right, we're all on the same page. Okay. She, she is a revolutionary. They in, should... <laughs> in 2020, Karen has become a derogatory term for white women. So Talisha is now going to become a term of endearment for white women that defecate on Yo, racists. They should make a statue of Talisha in Liberty Park. Defecating on racists. <laughs> yeah. So Shadow, give the people your insight to, maybe you could touch on a little bit of the unity, since unity seems to be the word we're talking about since President Terry, because please, please Terry. Please be president. We have no other options. <laughs> but I'm going to write right. you I'm in. Broke. So what kind of unity have, have you seen? But you also had a video of y'all clowning a cop, and there's a lot of not <laughs> unity going on. The imagery of seeing cops driving through your Salt Lake City with riot shields sitting out of vans like in front of like Humvees right. is not unifying it's in not. any no. way, shape, or form. For people who haven't been in Salt Lake, Give them your window into what's been going on. It's a new, it's a new age, man. It's a new dawn. So, a new dawn. Uh, many of us grew up here, so we've seen how things used to be. We've seen how controlled this state was by religious factions and and, and by the word and the testimony of you know that those religious factions and whoop de whoop de whoop. And th- and that's how things played out. But it seems like as as we get older, every five years that you know, more progressive, more liberal people start moving in. You know, young people, young liberal, black, white, Asian, all types of people start moving in. You know, and with that, they start to bring their values. They start to bring you know their strong, especially women. You know, the fact the fact that women are so empowered that they can now stand up for a certain cause brings a whole new aspect. A certain cause. Uh, They're yeah, standing up for everything. Everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and I'll take it back to the civil rights movement. The civil rights movement was huge, not only obviously for black people, but for women, for women to get the right to vote, for women, white women at that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They, the yep. civil rights movement helped them so much to, to, to get through what they were going through, to get their uh, equal pay, get, get, get everything that they wanted. So it comes tenfold that it took this long to kind of realize, hey, you know, we're in the same boat. There's no reason that you guys shouldn't fight the fight that we're fighting. And it seems like whatever happened with this past – it, it, it's a recipe for disaster, it looked like. Because we I've went to protest, I've seen all this shit before, you know, we've done this shit, we've burned shit down, and, you know, they've killed us, we've killed them, and it's the same cycle. But in a time like this where, because of the pandemic, so now we're in a state of emergency that has nothing to do with race because an infection doesn't see color. An infection will infect anybody. So everybody has to, on their own terms, figure out how to be safe around respect everybody doesn't matter what race you are in that situation but the government did not seem to think to control a rogue portion of the nation 
It's one thing to tell everybody. For the everybody people who that, don't know, what's the rogue portion of the nation? The that you're rogue portion to? of the nation is the public servants, the law enforcement, those mm-hmm. that are supposed to serve and protect. Got to call the problem by name. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The law enforcement. Because they are supposed to obviously serve and protect. And the government is already telling us, hey, stay home, do everything you can to take precautions. We're asking you guys to sacrifice your pay, your this, your that, your, you know, everything. Your in order, sanity. Your sanity. Yeah. They're, they're asking you so That's much true. of citizens to sacrifice. But you guys haven't told the police to maybe don't shoot anybody yet this month? Is that, you, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't hold a meeting. <laughs> and I'm Shit. not joking. <laughs> Yo. You didn't hold one meeting with all the police chiefs in the convention, the, the, the Blue Lives Matter convention that, that, that y'all throw, whatever y'all, y'all bring the up. Blue Lives Matter page on Facebook. <laughs> whatever, whatever, so. however y'all do it. You feel me? How yeah. y'all get together, the blue badge in the sky that y'all go under. Lie to these motherfuckers. <laughs> Say all y'all guns have COVID. Something. No guns. Yeah. Something. Y'all can't shoot. Something. <laughs> Your tasers there, are fine. Because of COVID, there's a short there's a shortage of bullets, so we can only allow you guys two shots now per suspect. I'm sorry. You know, Ooh, I know so like I a know, flint right? pistol, like pirates. You got yeah. one shot. <laughs> you feel me? Because whatever they whatever they're, they're getting four magazines per suspect these days. That's what it looked like. I mean, when you <laughs> when you look at it when you look at it, it in its entirety, the police probably feel even more scared. Of just everybody who's coming at them within six feet, right? Right. They probably feel even more scared. And their tactics are just, they're so old and washed and brutal. And they're they're stemming from the, you know, 60s and the 40s. And it's just like, they need change. We need, we need reformation but you said a word that can't be attributed to public officers with the ability to take lethal force right scared yeah scared right. cannot be a word we use for people who could take deadly force because when you get scared people and then you put pressure on them plug for ivy make sure you listen to pressure on this kid <laughs> boom i'm a professional streaming on spotify mm, he's a professional um when you put pressure on people who are already scared, you're watching scared people become terrified. Exactly. And since George Floyd, 121 people have been shot by the police. Exactly. Are you telling That's me crazy. that y'all couldn't figure it out that now is not the time to kill a single person? Not this now is the, but that's the thing. You can't be scared. We never go to the fire. You never heard the firefighters be like, you know, we're not going into fires anymore because them shits is dangerous. It, 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 we're scared. scary, <laughs> but they're not more scared than than the people are. That's the thing right now. It's it's one thing at the regular level of how fu- society is functioning, where we have to catch criminals. They got that Batman persona, whatever, whoever, whatever fucking movie Bruce Wayne on in training. Whatever. I don't know what they watch. Robocop the on the transporter. What they, watch. <laughs> they gotta watch something crazy, man. But but in order, that's what I'm saying. Everybody else is in a state of panic, so they can't be in a more panic state. No, than everybody. That they're trying to protect who's in a frightened state. Like, yeah, exactly. This, this, this doesn't, that doesn't salute, make sense. It's a situation for disaster. And then you get the situation of who are the good cops and who are the bad cops. So what? I want to go to Terry. When you hear the term good cop versus bad cop, just what's your thoughts on that? I wish we heard the term good cop more. There's... There's a reason for that. It ain't never trended. I'll tell you that much. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the truth. I mean, I, I can observe that in uh, 
right? A snapshot of, of years, decades uh, in my life. And, and, you know, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about Rodney King. And I've been thinking a lot about um, where I was in Atlanta, Georgia, when uh, riots happened. Um, bad cops. Bad cops. Uh, statistic <clears throat> that may be overused, but I, I will use it again because it is so dramatic. A barber. Mm. Talk about it. Right? Talk I know. I, like, I know exactly. What you know where I was at, right? We've, we've heard this. In the state of Utah, a barber has to have 1,500 hours of training before they are entitled to receive their license. And, to cut uh, hair. Yeah, to cut hair. To, to touch my beard. Touch my beard. Not even the top of his head. <laughs> the hairs of his chinny chin chin. Exactly. 1,500 hours. And How many hours to murder you? Well, too too far. Eight hundred? I think it's the number. Uh, it might be le- less than that. But uh, the the time of of uh, uh, cop school. I don't know what it's called. Uh, police, police academy. academy. Police academy. <laughs> you know. Oh, and we're laughing. I'm glad we're laughing because we need to. I mean, I've been. As you said earlier, it's like it's not a time to clown in the in the largest sense. But of course, as we have a laugh in the context of our serious conversation, that is a beautiful thing. And I feel relieved and it feels good. But the fact of the matter is that these numbers are true. They're real. And it's the most dramatic illustration to me of the situation that we're in. And without uh, even going to the place of which I'm not, and and I don't I don't think that I don't know. I, I think analytically it's a mistake to say, well, uh, uh, cops are bad people. I mean, surely there are cops, police officers who are not good people, uh, just like there are uh, television hosts. Who are not good people? Who's <laughs> <laughs> church ra- leaders? Who a ra- are ra- church yeah. leaders, exactly, exactly. And teachers who are, yeah. Uh-huh. But it is the uh-huh. framework and the system, and it is so dramatically illustrated by the fact that you gotta you gotta wait longer to give a high and tight <laughs> than you do to brandish a loaded weapon with a license to use it, and at this point. Without any accountability. Repercussions. With the words of justifiable immunity. Should I don't know if either. that scares any of you guys, but Ivy, what are your thoughts when you hear that somebody with the less training than a barber That's the has only reason they're getting away with it. It's justifiable it's, it's immunity. That reason. That's why it's still going right there. That is it. You know, the the one thing is, is they, they obviously treat me very differently than... Um, what they would treat you or Shadow, you know, VO. My experience is, and, and I've, you know, I've, I've personally dealt with shitty issues by the police. I've dealt with cops that all have that, well, like, save it for the judge mentality. I, w- I was carjacked in California, and they took us all to jail and didn't tell me why I was arrested or anything like that. Fought the case, charges were dropped. Um, 
you know, when it comes to good cop, bad cop, kind of like what Terry was saying, you know, are there police officers that won't help an old lady across the street and do a good deed? That's a that's a great deed, right? Like, are are there police officers who and when you said, like, you know, the good cops don't go viral, like I've seen videos of uh you know cops going to like the lower end communities cops going to the black you know communities and hanging out with all the kids and shooting basketball with them and they and they go semi viral right but people don't um i i feel like people wouldn't get charged up at those stories they they look at it like a puppy story oh that's cute you know cops being good right you know when when cops when the police act out and and this is where i say all cops are bad is because they're trained to do a bad job. So say you go to a barber school and you get trained to do your high and tight way low and loose. Just bad. <laughs> you're just not getting high, you're not getting tight. Yeah. Yeah. Does does that does that like does that mean you're a bad person? Does that mean every barber is a bad barber? You know what I'm saying? Like but if the whole school is training you to do the low and loose, not the high and tight, then, yeah, all those barbers are bad. All those barbers are bad and need to learn, you know, need to learn. And this is where I say, like, with the the whole all cops are bad thing, is just, like, they're not teaching them to do their fucking job, and that's why they're bad. They're acting like the the way they are. Even if it's a good dude and he'll come over and have a beer with you and fucking shoot the shit or whatever, it's like... You're bad at your job because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You when and that's where the word systematic comes from. Yeah. We're talking about a system that is failing anyone who comes into it, mm-hmm. good or bad. Exactly. And you have to look at the history of the system. Yes. People don't even understand why we have police. Police were slave catchers. Yeah. We're doomed to fail when you take slave catchers, but then you remove slaves, but you didn't remove them. You My. reformed slavery into, oh, if you're convicted of a crime, you can become a slave. But we still need the labor, so we're going to convict and trump up people who have already been slaves and make them slaves once more. Exactly. You know, my favorite KRS line, he says, uh, the word officer comes from overseer. Mm-hmm. You just repeat it like a sample. Uh. Overseer, 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 officer, 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 officer. And it's like, it, it's true, you know. The, the 13th Amendment, the fear of 13, if you haven't seen the documentary, you just... Do yourself the social justice and go yes. fucking watch it, and you'll understand why privatized prisons are now being looked at. Right. You know, thankfully they're being looked at, and hopefully action goes forward. You know, in closing that shit down. Absolutely. So we've been out in the streets, we've been protesting, but a lot of people have said protests don't work, riots don't work. Shadow, what would you say to those people since you were on the front page? <laughs> Front sure. lines. <laughs> Front lines. Yeah. Where you supposed to be. It's interesting that, that, that I got on the front cover of the Deseret News because of the protest. Because I was there leading the peaceful protest, uh, speaking, you know, yelling. We were in the streets. You know, it, was, it was very productive. And then obviously later on throughout the night, the wild things come out <laughs> and people, you know, people come out and, and, and anarchists do their thing. You know how people, criminals going to be criminals whenever the opportunity comes. So it looked like I kind of was the face of the riots, 
which I am. Hey, so be it. I ain't tripping, but th- that's not really what it was. I wasn't out to actually riding and burning down cop cars or shitting on anything. <laughs> right. I got, I got for hey, example. It hey, sounds fun. But I got respect for my fellow soldiers. I'll tell you that much. I ain't going, if I ain't you would have defecated exactly. on a cop car, they definitely would have put that picture up. <laughs> I would have. I, I would have uh, rode for y'all on that. You would have rose. You would have rose to the top as an antifa leader. Yeah, you point. know they would have. They would have pinned me public enemy number one. I would have. Registered the whole thing in the FBI. You know how it goes. I would have registered with the FBI. <laughs> what the fuck do you think this is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to be public enemy. Let me know what my number is. I'll get my letter in seven to ten days. Yeah. Oh, you get a red yeah, red note man. stapled on his door. <laughs> but but um, the most beautiful the most beautiful part about what was going on down there on the ground was just. The unity, man. You look left and you see a white girl with flowers in her hair with a sign that says Black Lives Matter. (laughs) And then you look right and you see a white boy on a skateboard with a chain, you know, one of those uh, chain links around his, you know, around his neck and spikes on his, on his John wrist. Cena? J- yep. <laughs> what? John Cena. Yep, exactly. <laughs> with, a, <laughs> with a sign that says justice for all, you know, justice for Breonna Taylor, justice for George yeah. Floyd, you know. So it's amazing, you know, you're out there, you're seeing the Polynesians, you're seeing the, the Hispanics, you're seeing every race out there riding for us. Because it's that apparent what's going on. It's that obvious what's going on that they can't live with it because it doesn't make sense in their world either. That's that's how far this has come. Exactly. And it shouldn't have come this far. Like you said, we get it. 400 years of slavery, that was free labor. It was hard to let go of the labor. So what y'all do? Y'all just had to relabor Run them. Run it back. <laughs> Let's it's the remix, it's baby. You <laughs> if, if you build it, they will work. I don't know what they thought. <laughs> Wendy's. <laughs> and, then, and then from there, it gets into, okay, well, they can't vote now. So now if they can't vote and they can't work, it, 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 it's a system thing. But the, for the most part is they want that labor. They, they, they don't want to let go of that. So they need something to supplement that. Unfortunately, our community is a victim of circumstance. So we've had a hard time climbing out of this. So that's why we're in the depths of it. And, and, and for, for a lot of people out there that want to use the excuse, you know, Black on black, violence happens. I get that. But within proximity, everybody's going to hurt each other. The issue is is that the 12% of the black population that makes up the whole American population makes up damn near 60% of the people imprisoned in the nation. And And then when you balance that out into just numbers as Americans... Something's you're, not right. You're you're losing too many. You're you're losing too many of your own hardworking citizens that could be contributing to the 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 government income to everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These are citizens that you can make money off of, anyways, off of just regular jobs instead of having them be in prison working for pennies on the dollar because of something you need the their history. free labor. Yeah, because you think that they won't be 
good enough to benefit from a regular job. You know, it, because it's weird, weed was illegal or some shit know, like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a weird systematic thing that 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 they keep like switching up to try and stay ahead of it. You know. And now we're starting to see that and we're progressive these days and more people that are in it, the sons and the daughters of the people that are trying to be tricky with it are starting to open their eyes and say, look, you know, dad, uncle, grandpa, we got to change this. We can't do this because this isn't fair. Right. And that's why I love the saying that they say, like, America will never be right until it does right by black people because we're Americans. So what's good for the community is good for the nation. So take that, digest it. We're going to listen to a song. We're going to come back with Mo on the Sensei Said So Show. Hope well blind, they can't see. Led by the blind, they can't see. Hope well blind, they can't see. Led by the blind, they can't see. Hope well blind, led by the blind, they can't see. Led by the blind, led by the blind, they can't see. Hope well blind, all blind, they can't see. Led by the blind, led by the blind, they can't see. Looking back at history, looking at the artifacts, trying to find the conquerors, digging for the hardest facts. This world that I was brought into, this land that I have cleaned is old. Everything's on fire now. Oh my God, it looks like no X Man, but the storm coming. Night and day full of more coming, but the bliss around from the ignorance makes you blind. Fuck seems so arrogant. Blind sheep with their blind shepherds, blind sheep in bad weather. Blind man in an intersection with a barrel pointed out at his. Yeah, he with bad and he can't see all oh, the whole world can't blind. Oh, they can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole world can't blind. See. Uh, uh, they oh, can't class. see. Live by the blind. Live by the blind. Aye. Whole world blind, hit them with the rhyme Open up their mind, settle in my prime Never knew the time, always did the crime Bitches on me like I'm Kevin Federline Sipping dirty wine, do this all the time Make a dirty wine, pussy on my mind I know all the signs, I can see the lines Follow me this time, I've been rolling around These educated bitches twerking My partner's brother need that sermon Cause that 9 to 5, it wasn't working for him Then at 25, the life's certain If you beef about it, then it works You can't see about it, then you need to read about it Know these demons always lurk Don't be blind about it, get the Search. They can't see. Led by the blind. They can't see. Hope world blind. They can't see. Led by the blind. They can't see. Hope world blind. They can't see. Led by the blind. They can't see. Hope world blind. They can't see. Led by the blind. They can't see. And welcome back, everybody, to the Sensei Said So Show podcast. I'm so happy that I said that right. Uh, you know, you guys just heard Blind by oh, well, VO. Yeah. And, you know, we can just pass this back off to VO and just find out what you've been doing, man. Like, what have you been doing? See, for me, it's been it's been weird because I had an existential crisis about a year ago where I didn't understand why humans were on this planet. We're about to get weird for a second. So, we're here. <laughs> so 
because I looked at it and I was like, sea turtles can be born on an island, hatch from an egg, never go back to that island. But then when it's time to have eggs again, they go back to the same island, no GPS, nothing. <laughs> right? Right. Right. Geese can go where they go, but human can't even find certain places without gps we have no connection to this earth so for a while i was really conflicted then i realized that because of technology and everything that we've insulated ourselves from nature it's not a physical a, a connection to the earth it's an emotional one so as i leaned in more to what is the nature of the earth telling me to do for a while and this we're getting into why the show kind of took a step back was because the energy said wait I quarantined four months before COVID because <laughs> the energy just went, something's not right. I was telling Shadow the whole time. I was mm -hmm. like, the energy in the world right now is telling everyone to stop. I had homies go to prison because they wouldn't stop. I had people lose jobs because they wouldn't stop. But something was telling me, like, the world just needs to stop for a second. And my world stopped. Some other people in my life, their world stopped. And then the entire world stopped. And right. it's like, oh, this is what you were saying. So the reason why we had to come back is because about two months ago, the energy was different. The energy said go. The energy said something's coming and you got to run. Everybody felt it because this is where the conspiracy theorists came from. They were like, this COVID thing feels engineered, right? It right. feels like somebody is behind this. But our human hubris thought it was man. We blamed Bill. <laughs> and... Kevin and, and all these other China. people, Donald. <laughs> but if you look at what's happened, COVID was a perfect storm, and I think it was to change America for the better. This is the engineering world. on the whole world. The world for better. This is engineering on whatever deities you believe in. This is engineering on that level. This is Everybody had to stop. The economy had to stop. It's an purge. election year, and then we have civil unrest. This And like me and Shadow were just talking about it, this feels different. We've had a lot of protests. We've been in a lot of protests. We've seen a lot of our own get killed. It's damn near murder porn at this point. Right. How many times we've seen black people get killed on the internet. But nothing has caught fire like it did right now. I mean, we ran into you at, I think it was like 2017 protests. Yep. Yeah, into, yeah. We ran into you guys there. Yep. And, yeah, I remember. You know, it. I mean, arguably, there were about the same amount of people. They weren't. They weren't as charged up as now. Now is a completely oh, different. Field. They're on day 20. Yeah. We are on day 20. I'm about to be out there tomorrow. They're no, out yeah, protesting we're, me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Y'all are out protesting me. I never thought I'd see it. It's beautiful day. though. It's beautiful. <laughs> There's so the beauty. So that kind of answers your question what I've been doing. I've just kind of been feeling in, yeah. in to simply put, I've been tapped into the energy. I've been tapped into the world. I had to go to the cabin because I had to get reconnected. I stared down a moose. The moose stared down me back. The yeah. moose won. The moose will win. And then I realized, oh, yeah, yeah like I get where I'm at <laughs> in this world. I get where I'm at on this planet. I understand where I belong. But I also understood that this is the time for all of us to find our place to make America take that next step. Right. I feel it. 30 years, 30, 60 years ago, people before us had the chance to be on the right side of history. Now all of us can look at ourselves and say in 30 years, when I tell my kids about 2020, I can proudly say I was on the right side of history. Not and some of you can't. Not if not if nothing changes. Not, not that, that exactly. that's the thing we're, we're we're only we're only in 
you know, we're only in the transitioning stage. We're not, we're not, we haven't completely transformed yet. You know, that's mm-hmm. the thing where we're starting to transition into a good space and we're starting to see the light. We're starting to, you know, swim up for air. But we're still, you know, we're, we still got pressure. We still got water around exactly. us. But have you drown. ever seen a bunch of old politicians do a white conda representation and wear kente cloth and kneel at an event i've never seen i don't I, think that's not the answer but that, that was stupid. <laughs> that was dumb that is offensive that just, is not what is that but that I've is ultimately seen. offensive but i've just never seen anything yeah like that, i've right? never seen i i mean i've seen a lot of wild shit on the internet i've seen people like having shoe kissing ceremonies and there was white people cleaning people's feet. But it's because right. it, that's because it's trendy, though. That's not because the, You're right. the whole. That's just because it, it's li- right now. It's literally trendy to support the black movement. Thank God I'm that that's trending. If there's anything that could trend, that'd be a good thing. To I've been trend. waiting for this trend, goddamn, my whole life, twenty-seven years, and it finally happened. And for I a love minute, it. it was fucking Tiger King that was trending. <laughs> and I, right. Now we're on to God, some good trends. Yes, like, isn't yes. that crazy that that it's. Very shortly ago, that that was that was what was trending. That was what people were talking yeah. about. Was and that was your initial get, break from coronavirus, right there. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and 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 I have and I have uh, something to pass to to, to the Birdman on this one because you have been around for for longer than we all have, so you you have a, a, a better perspective, you know, more understanding of the chain of events that has happened. We feel like we've been protesting and, and, and we've been doing all that through the years, but you've actually seen the civil rights movement. You see what I'm saying? Because this kind of feels yep. like our civil rights movement of our era Absolutely. because we didn't live through that. So this is the closest thing that we're going to get to because it's literally – it's trending like it was back then. Everybody wanted to be a Black Panther. Everybody wanted to be – in the nation of Islam, you know, everybody wanted to fight the man, be a hippie. You know, yeah, that's what they were sure, calling the way, sure, you know. So it was, sure. it's kind of in that same essence nowadays where it's like, okay, it's another wave of everybody. Let's 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 join in civil unrest, you know, and the whites, whites are joining us and, and, and the LGBT and everybody's joining. So yeah. I want to get your perspective on what is the difference are you feeling in the air now compared to the civil rights era? Well, uh, as we discussed last week, Shadow and I had a conversation, and I was uh, relating uh, an interview that uh, I read with uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Mm-hmm. And for folks who don't know who he is, uh, he is a leading voice in uh, in the written word, in uh, original, uh, incisive thought. Uh, he is an African American fellow who is. Uh, it occurs to me to to describe him as a strident voice um, because he speaks the truth. And in this interview, uh, he spoke of his personal hope. And this is a this is a fellow who's a critic of uh, of our society and the way that it has been um, structured and conducted. And he was speaking of, uh, in this time, uh, asking his father about uh, 1968. And, you know, I know, and I was, I was a little kid then, so I don't really have direct uh, recollection of that time. But as I spoke of earlier, I mean, I, I remember 
um, the riots after uh, really the beginning of the era right. of uh, citizen journalism when um, it was probably a 15-pound camera uh, as opposed to somebody's cell phone. But um, when Rodney King was assaulted by uh, Los Angeles police officers, there was an explosion. And uh, at that time, when I was 23, 24 years old, that took place in kind of a vacuum of uh, contentedness that, you know, I, I mean, I, like I say, I think about um, the Vietnam War and that context of protest happening, you know, it's similar to this time now in the sense that there was more than just, just the focus on uh, the plight of African-American people in this country, uh, it, is, it is fucking sad that we are having the same conversation mm -hmm. these many yeah. years right. later. But, uh, yeah, the thing that, that Ta-Nehisi spoke of in, uh, you know, getting some wisdom from his father was that, you know, in 1968 – when uh, there were protests because of uh, the inequities in our society, that there weren't a whole lot of white people out there uh, shoulder to shoulder with our black brothers and sisters, and that he came out of, or, or at the time of this uh, conversation, this interview, he said, you know, I have hope that the, one of the main differences, and, and Shadow, you hit on it earlier when you spoke of uh, the, the relative populations of white people and uh, black people in this country that um, I think, you know, certainly in, in no small part because of the incredible cultural contributions of African Americans to our American society. In, and I'm not just talking about the incredible entertainers that I could spend 20 minutes uh, citing as, as personal influences to me in my uh, musical journey or uh, sporting heroes, but representatives uh, mm -hmm. within the government. Scholars, yeah. Yeah. Um, that as a white person and as a white person observing what's happening now with respect to white participation, uh, you know, we, we had a laugh about, about trending. And uh, I hope that the trend becomes the norm because, as you said, you know, when, when you are marching and protesting peacefully and you look to your left and to your right and there are white people who are there who are saying, this is not acceptable for me on behalf of my black brothers and sisters, then we are in a time of progress. And it, it's, a, it's a challenging thing to be hopeful. And so, like I say, somebody who is really important to me as uh, someone who, who reads and reflects and, and tries to educate myself, when uh, an interview with a powerful voice like Ta-Nehisi Coates, 
who, especially within the world of uh, critical thought and journalism, is monumentally respected because of the things that he says and the, and the clarity of his voice, when the message that he is sharing, his reflection, is that he is hopeful, that brings uh, uh, joy to my heart as a human being. Right. You know, aside from famous people, when and I have done this in a way that I've never done before in my life, but I have reflected on different periods of my life. When I was a kid growing up in the Midwest in a small farm town and, and you know, out of 400 kids, there was, you know, maybe 50 African Americans in, in my graduating class and, uh, you know, through university and working as a young dude and all those times. Which is most of America, mind you. Yeah. That, that, that's the thing. That, that, that's, that is the microcosm of yeah. how America is played out is in most towns, it's predominantly white. Yeah. A few, you know, a few, a few black kids or a few different minorities, right. except, except for obviously down in the predominantly heavy black uh, southern areas yeah, yeah. south right so, yeah. yeah exactly so but but that is that is usually the the microcosm of of how the american society or neighborhood is going to be played out and and i wanted to get uh ivy's perspective on on this because you guys kind of yeah you know you guys grew up in in similar situations so you guys have people around you who are on the extreme side of well because this is benefiting you know white people why should we change it? Why should we change it? Yeah, I get it. It's a little, you know, it's a little harsh. It's a little right, but it, it's benefiting us. You know what? Right. Where do you guys stand on that? And and uh, you know, yeah. you know, first of all, uh, I'm a a firm believer that like, if you're not helping, you're obviously just working against it. You know what I'm saying? If you're not doing anything, if you're just shutting up and kind of like letting the cards play out or whatever, then you're you're really not benefiting the initial cause which is just equality for all and everyone to kind of just be viewed under the same lens regardless of skin pigmentation or not right uh even even down to just the clothes you wear if if somebody's got on scraggly you know t-shirts and shit or maybe not the freshest kicks or whatever it's like you know aside from just and and this is the the beautiful thing that i think will become of this the the giant transition of this is just like you know i'm informing people in my family of like the truth like the real shit that's going down right. in america and why i feel like they should maybe either get more active or reevaluate their stance you know i have family that are uh, f firemen, firefighters, right. and they they work hand in hand with the police officers, you right. know. And a big thing that comes to me is it's just like all this hate from cops and all this sh shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I work with these guys; they're good people, and like we're like nobody's saying they're bad people, but like, will you just look at this for a second? Like yeah. you can talk about the officers that were shot or targeted or whatever, but when they go home and they can take off the uniform. Guess who doesn't have to live the blue life anymore? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Unless somebody does diligence, background, Facebook checks, and all that shit, right? Like you can take off your and go to the park and not be an officer. Right. Go to Lagoon and not be an officer. You right. can just be a normal guy. And so, you know, I, I'm just fortunate enough to, like, I, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, a lot of my favorite artists, I, I, I listen to a specific 
albino hip-hop artist, a white hip-hop artist named Brother Ali. And he is... He's from Minneapolis. He's, you know, Minnesota's Minnesota's his hometown. And, like, th- those are the type of people who were getting arrested in the protests right. when they were trying to take all their houses and when the gentrification came in. And so it's like I got to see that story. And if I can teach my younger brother to listen to that artist who's painting that story, hopefully it sets the future up for people to start thinking in the right way and be on the right side of history, like you were saying, you know. One thousand percent. And that's what a lot, I hope, because what we're seeing in, I'm glad that you talked about progression, because the progression in America comes from having two sides when there's a problem. When there's a third side, that's where there's no progression. So we've had racists, anti-racist, and then a bunch of people in the middle who didn't really have to pick or choose. They could just stay in their comfortability. Racism doesn't affect me. I don't mm. know anybody who's right. been affected. I don't by know, racism. and I don't know who done it. Or, or, or <laughs> I know, or I know one guy, and he says that racism isn't. A, I know one African American guy who's my best friend, and he says racism isn't a big deal. So it's like I don't really see it. But is anybody <laughs> in the middle with pedophiles? No, Hell no. Are there any people like? Oh, I mean, they they be touching kids, but all ages matter. Right? That sounds crazy. Yeah, pedophiles. We need to treat racism like the plague that it is. The same way. The exact same way. You know, the biggest thing is I don't understand how in America people can just sport a Nazi flag. You know? And like when we as Americans just kind of like, oh, they're from the South. They don't say anything. (laughs) Yeah, they're just from the South. That's my old crazy uncle but i'm glad that you brought that up because i want to put a magnifying glass on a specific demographic that i'm shocked has been quiet second amendment conservative americans should be up in arms that constitutional values are being infringed upon exactly i mean so we just had i don't know if you guys could hear that but there was a comment about that they're in force. I would say people are showing up. I would not say in force. I have seen nah. way more people that I know who are Second Amendment constitutionalists. They did it about COVID. <laughs> yeah. They when they couldn't get go COVID. to the barbershop, they had AK-47s out there. The fuck you mean I can't get a barbershop? I, I can't get a haircut. Yeah, there's some, yeah. There's some logical inconsistencies in uh, some no, of I def- I definitely hardly agree. held. Lines, right, especially sure. if you look at the Philando Castile situation. That should have made every gun-owning American lose their minds. Right. Right. He went to go show the cop his pe- paperwork to say, I am a legal gun owner and got shot four times in front of his wife and kids. Right. Everybody should. You have an AK-40, uh, AK-47 for what? Right. For what? If it's not for this, for what? You know, I, I, uh, I recently just... Uh, took my concealed class, you know, and I'm I'm a Second Amendment supporter, uh, a big Second Amendment supporter. Do I believe that people should be walking around the streets with AKs on their chest, like <laughs> not or going to Walmart like that? No, like do I believe that you know you can be a responsible gun owner and like even COVID aside, when the world was going crazy, I was like, all right, I'm getting my concealed, you know, and making sure that like I'm in a safe place because the world is going fucking crazy. And so, you know, just just being a gun owner alone, it might paint like some conservative outlook on guns. But it's like, really, I'm just I I know my rights as a U.S. citizen 
and will use my rights. And if they're infringed upon, it's like, hell yeah, we should be fucking not, like, go, we should go, we should be up in arms about it as gun owners. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had the drum set and you could have Yeah. Shadow, where were you this time, man? <laughs> No, but for real, like I, I took a concealed class. Everything's legit. Everything's legal. But the thing is, is I, I'm a, I'm a white gun owner who will be viewed differently in the eyes of the police, open carrying, concealed carrying or not. Like it, it's, it's just a, it's a crazy thing. And so it's just like when you think about the most of the white guys who were pissed off about the coronavirus aren't the same white are the same white guys bitching about. Black Lives Matter on Facebook. Right, They're right. the same fucking people. And, and that's I, why. And I hate that the bitching is, why are they being so violent? Yeah. Why are they destroying their own communities? Where has violence ever gotten anybody? But you have an AR-15. The duality blows my mind. It doesn't make any sense. And this is where I feel like too many Americans are separating America. And it's coming back to that word that President Terry keeps talking about, which is unity. Unify. We have to unify when things are good, but we also need to unify yes. when it's like, when shit oh, my gosh, this is constitutionally. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm an American. That person was American. And this happened. Now we have to boil down and figure out the problem of. Why is it happening to some Americans yes. and not the other Americans? But that's the same thing we do with cancer. We got to have a month for this cancer, and then we have to have a month for this cancer. So we are going to continue to break these problems down. We're not going to tell you what the solutions are. What we're going to do is we're going to share our experiences, and hopefully you can be aware enough to find the answers for yourself. This is the job of the media. This is where traditional media has failed you, but the sensei said so show will never lead you astray. Because this is the sensei said so show. I am your sensei, Bio Sensei, 36 Dread Kage, Shadow Nation Telemoth. You already know who it is, Shadow the Go To, the villain, leader of the Water Nation, the Zion Panther, and we had a blessed show, so we appreciate everybody tuning in. Shout out to the Birdman. Shout out to Ivy. Right. Make sure y'all check out. What do y'all sound off? Y'all got to get y'all sound off. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get them they sound off. Make sure y'all check out musicclan.com, M-U-Z-I-C, musicclan.com. Uh, that's where you can find all the podcasts, all the music, all the content that we, we've been working on. Thank you, fellas. It is truly a pleasure and an honor. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Zach Ivy, get it right, records.com. <laughs>